So here's the million dollar question. How are men like us who work hard, have good motives and a God-given purpose supposed to fulfill the calling on our lives and the dreams in our hearts, all while establishing sexual integrity, thriving relationships, and a meaningful connection with God? That is the question, and this podcast will give you the answers. My name is Sathya Sam. Welcome to Unleash the Man Within. Hey, 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 what's up, everybody? It's Athea Sam here. Welcome to Unleash the Man Within. Thank you guys so much for listening. I am so glad that you're here and honored, uh, really, really honored. Thanks for taking some time to listen in. Today, we are going to be talking about how to prevent a slip from turning into a binge. And if you have struggled with sexual sin for any period of time, you will just know how real this struggle can be. And I personally am going through this right now, not with pornography, but with something else. I'm going to share a little bit about that and how sometimes, you know, you get a taste and then it just kind of spirals out of control. And before you know it, boom, you have like full on binged. And I'm going to talk a little bit about some stuff I'm learning and also the things I did learn in regards to porn addiction and really, you know, keeping the momentum going in that recovery journey. It can be challenging at times. Really quick before I do that, I want to thank those of you who are sharing this podcast, those of you that are leaving ratings and reviews. It means the world to us. We don't run ads or sponsors. We are, um, because we're growing, we're getting more invitations to do that now. And we are saying no. Some of them are pretty tempting offers, but we continue to say no. We want to keep the podcast pure. We want this to be about you guys getting the help you need without any kind of incentives or hidden motives. Uh, The way that we do make money off this podcast, by the way, in case you're wondering, is if people decide to work with us and sign up for our coaching program. So that's why we promote it occasionally from time to time. That's how we make this kind of worth our while. But the podcast itself is, um, yeah, we, we invest our time and our money into it and we really don't get any direct return. That's our gift to you guys. Uh, Freely we've received here, and so freely we want to give. One thing you can do, though, to help us out is to spread the word. So if you haven't left a rating or review yet, I don't know why, but for some reason we lost a bunch of our ratings, and so we were quickly approaching 100. We're down to like 20 now. This is on Apple Podcasts in particular. So if you're willing to help us out there a little bit, I would love that. I do have to have a conversation with Apple in the meantime and figure out what's going on. Um, But anything you guys can do in that area would really mean the world to me, and it would really help us help more people. Okay, let's get to today's content. So we're talking about how to prevent a slip from turning into a binge. So typically what happens is you've gone some period of time before this conversation happens. You know, because if you're if you're slipping on a semi-regular basis, let's say anything more than twice a week, that interval between slips is short enough that you don't really feel the temptation to binge. You still might do it a little bit, but your brain and your body both know that you're going to get that hit pretty soon anyway. What happens when you go longer periods of time, I should, and again, longer is relative. It's longer than what you've been accustomed to. So if you were watching porn every week and now you haven't watched porn in a whole month, okay, so you've, you've 4X'd your interval, well, what's going to happen is your brain is really going to start craving that thing. 
And so you're going to start having wet dreams. You're going to start thinking about it more. You're going to look at the most random crap and it's going to trigger you. And you're going to be like, what the heck? I'm not addicted like to lampposts. I don't find a lamppost arousing or attractive. But why Why is by looking at a lamppost all of a sudden my brain has like veered off? Like those, your brain is going to lay it on trying to get you to get back to that behavior because it's so pleasurable, Okay. And that is why the brain tries to drive things there. Now, what happens after you make it, after you survive the onslaught, is you get into this little lull, this little lull that we call flatlining. And when you flatline, this is this is where you start to question, like, did I lose my libido? Am I just going to be some, you know, sexless nomad the rest of my life? Like, we, we, it starts to kind of get messed with our heads a little bit. But this is actually your physiology recalibrating and, and essentially resetting. And what happens on the other side is where you start to enter kind of this more normalcy and not watching porn is just kind of your norm. And there's still things you need to do pre- preventatively and proactively to ensure that things stay that way because it really is, a, realistically, you have to hit usually a year, a year and a half and, and maintain things for a, a, that period of time before you can really confidently say like my brain, my body, everything has kind of settled and simmered. Now, what happens when you start to extend your period of time without a relapse or without a slip is that your your brain and your body sort of, it, it sort of starts to disappear, right? Like I said, you, you kind of have that period where, okay, it's it's intensified, the cravings are really high, and then it starts to disappear. And what t- what tends to happen when it disappears is we let our guard down. We kind of think, okay, I survived it. I made it through. I think I'm good to go. And I don't want to, I don't want to diminish the work you've done or diminish the confidence that might come from surviving that onslaught because that is an incredible achievement in of itself. However, at the same time, I do not want you to let your guards or your defenses down so much that you become prone to the just one more, or I can get away with this, or whatever. What we tend to observe in people who have reached this point is they start to remove their internet filters. They don't look. Uh, they don't reach out to their spotter as often. They, uh, you know, in our case with our clients, they don't show up to calls as frequently. They're not going through the course material at the same pace. This is where they take their foot off the gas. And what happens? Well, they end up skirting the line for a little bit. Ooh, that was close, but no, I'm I'm good. You know, it's been a month. I'm good, I'm good. But then, you know, all it takes is a weak moment. All it takes is maybe one conversation that was triggering. Maybe they, they, you know, I don't know, you get in touch with somebody that you previously had a sexual relationship with. And so the memories come flooding back. It doesn't take much and you don't realize that you're still on thin ice. Like you're on ice at least. So you're above water, you're above ground. You're still on thin ice and people don't realize it. And then they, they, they slip back in. And what happens is your brain has been so deprived. If I was to personify your brain, your, your, your brain is like, why are we doing this? What are you doing? No, you still love this. Uh, don't, don't you remember those days when we used to watch porn? Wasn't it so great? Like it's kind of like the enemy, right? Like, wasn't it so great back there? You know, are you sure this is what you want to do? And then you kind of survive it, but then you let your defenses down. And so it slowly sneaks in. And then he goes, aha, see, yeah, I told you. Yep, see, you slipped the once. Remember how good that felt? 
Like you don't like we just tortured ourselves for a month here. You don't want to go back to that. Or what if you do go back to that? This is your this is your last chance, man. You I mean you already slipped once, so you might as well just slip seven hundred times. Do it all right now, and then you'll get back clean again, right? We we start to reason and rationale and and kind of justify what is ultimately our inability to control our impulses. And if this is ringing a bell for you, it's because this happens to every single guy in recovery. Now, I just did this recently with with dessert. Um, I have a sweet tooth, man. Do I ever have a sweet tooth? And that's been a huge part for me controlling my my own physical well-being has been learning to manage my sugar intake and how much I eat desserts and that kind of stuff. And I've gotten things to a pretty good place. I my My rhythm for the last... I guess a year and a half to two years has been, I have dessert once a week, usually it's date night. And then on the weekends, my wife and I usually have pancakes or waffles or French toast or something uh, for brunch on Saturday. Those are like my two like indulgences with sweets. And I, I legitimately, the other days of the week, I'm not eating anything. I, sometimes I'll have some chocolate, but it's 90% dark chocolate. It's not like high sugar kind of content. So I had things dialed in and what I'm trying to do from now until the baby comes is actually have dessert once a month. I'm just trying to push myself. I'm also trying to like really make a blitz for my fitness because I know that there's going to be at least some period of time, it depends on the kid I suppose, where you know my fitness is just going to be very low priority because of everything else that's going on. So I'm trying to really like do a blitz right now and so my my one dessert indulgence was just this last weekend. We did a gender reveal. We're having a baby boy. Super excited about that. And my wife's aunt made this unbelievable cake. And so I had a piece and it was so good. And so I went back and I had another piece. And it was like, it was two, they were two pretty thin slices to be fair. Uh, but I kind of knew like, okay, that that like constitutes dessert for the month. And if I do anything more, I'm, I'm you know, significantly exceeding the bounds. And, um, you know, it was like an hour later and I'm like, ah, well, you know, whatever. I was kind of having, I was having such a good time. All our family and friends are there. There was like, I don't know, 70 people there. And, you know, we just found out we're having a boy. So there's lots of like excitement in the air. And I totally let the moment get the best of me. I have another piece of cake. And then that evening, you know, we cleaned up everything and there were leftovers and I had another slice. So I totally overindulged and um, and just violated kind of the, the limits or the guardrails I had set. Because, look, I, I mean, if you're just counting calories, that's not like over the course of a month, those calories really, they, they spread out quite nicely. That's not the issue. The issue is more the element of changing my relationship with that food, right, where I, I can enjoy it. But I enjoy it on my terms, not on its terms. And that did not happen this past weekend. So all this to say, guys, is just, I mean, I've been clean of porn for seven and a half years. So sure, there are some areas where I guess I could say like I have some of the stuff figured out. But there's other areas where I'm still working on it. And I have fresh experiences of letting that slip turn into a binge. In this case, it was just with sugar and dessert. So what can we do? That's the, that's the question here. So the first thing is we have to understand that the greatest thing that we can do is preventative in nature, always, period. So if you catch yourself having slips and those slips are turning into binges, you need to do more preventative work so that you don't have those slips. For some of our clients, that has meant when they reach that lull, where the, the guards come down, they're like, I did it, I'm doing it, I can, you know, forget you, internet filter, forget you, spotter, forget you, deep clean, forget you, coach, forget you, you know, whatever it is. 
when people um, make that mistake and then they slip back, well, they've learned. So, so memory is very valuable there because the memory reminds them, okay, I thought I was invincible once and I wasn't, so I'm not going to make that mistake twice. And I, I think that's, a, that's actually a really good thing. So that would be, that would be the first thing. Uh, the, the second thing, right, on the preventative side is if you are making really good progress but you're having these occasional slips that turn into binges, there's some part of the route that is still remaining, so maybe you did 80% of the work, but you still need to do that final 20 to fully be free. And hey, that was me. Just so that you guys know, I was going months at a time, but then I would slip and I would binge for a good day or two or three, get it out of my system, quote unquote, and then repeat. And so for me, the the, the some of the final straws were working through some of the stuff with my mom, some identity pieces, and a little bit about knowing God as an unconditionally loving father. Those are some of the final 20%, but it took time to get there and it took time to figure it out. The third thing, if you do catch yourself in a slip and it's turning into a binge, you should understand that at that point, it is about mitigation. So we tend to get into like this, I want to stop, I want to stop, nip it in the bud. Now, in theory, you could change your environment, you could talk to somebody, like there's some things I could suggest to you that you're going to say, oh yeah, that makes sense. But when you get in the heat of the moment, those things are going to be so far removed from your conscious that, you know, they're basically a waste for us to talk about them. Your goal is mitigation. And the only thing that I have found that has been mitigating, so like the thing I lost sight of, very, this is very ironic, by the way, I lost sight of the father I want to be for my child at the gender reveal party for my baby. So like, it's so terribly ironic, you know, like that's, that's why I gave in. I just, I was enjoying the sweets. I was so, I was feeling so happy and excited and that dopamine rush became kind of insatiable and I totally rode the wave instead of reminding myself, wait a minute, this is, it was like the perfect opportunity to be like the, uh, the this event, this, this exact moment I'm in right now, Cynthia, this is why you're only going to have those two tiny pieces of cake and call it. Because you want to be in good shape so that you can be a good father to your kid. And I know, I know you don't have to be in good shape to be a good dad, but that kid is just my motivation right now and it's working for me. So I'm I'm leveraging it with all I can do. And and the reality is it does require a lot of energy to raise a newborn. So it's not about you know the physique as much as it's about uh, performance and just overall health and well-being. So that that would have been a, a good opportunity to maybe mitigate things. But again, the honest truth and the research is showing that once you start sliding down that slope, gravity, so to speak, is going to have its way and it's going to be very hard to climb back up. What you can do though is make sure that you don't tumble and roll over and fall and spill. And so the ways that you do that are you remind yourself of why you're doing what you're doing you can start to change your environment or at least try to do some of those things. And immediately after, when you do come to your senses, talk to someone because it's a small window that you get before the temptation is going to come again. And in that small window, you need to act. You got to do something. So that's everything for today, guys. We want to be as much on the preventative side as possible. And if not, we want to try to do some damage control or mitigate some of those lasting effects. So I hope this made sense to you today. I hope this helps you guys uh, become everything that God, has, that God has made you to be. And I look forward to speaking with you guys again very, very soon. So thanks for listening. We'll talk soon. Bye-bye. Hey, everybody. It's Thea again. Thanks for listening to Unleash the Man Within. I wanted to take a quick moment to let you know about a free ebook that I wrote for you called The Ultimate Guide to Porn Recovery. 
It provides a basic framework for the recovery process and a few of my top tips completely free of charge. You can get it now at www.ultimaterecoveryguide.com. That's www.ultimaterecoveryguide.com. Now, if you've been impacted by the podcast and you want to show some support in less than 60 seconds, there are three ways you can do that. First, you can leave a rating or review on your podcast platform. This lets people like you know that the content here is valuable. Secondly, you can share this episode with someone in your life that might benefit from the content. If you're passionate about helping other people experience freedom and success in their lives, this is one of the easiest ways to do that. And lastly, you can subscribe. I personally only listen to the podcast that I subscribe to. If you're seeking daily encouragement, guidance, and insight in your recovery journey, I highly recommend subscribing to Unleash the Man Within. Thanks for listening. I look forward to connecting with you very, very soon. The information, opinions, and recommendations presented in this podcast by Sathya Sam and his guests are for general information only and should not be considered medical, clinical, or any other form of professional advice. Any reliance on the information provided is done at your own risk.